Welcome to the social medium. No, I'm not a medium, but I do love different mediums, like social media and podcasting. You may know me from Savoir Vive by JJ, or my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ. Now, I am a business founder and entrepreneur. Take three, let's do this. So this Sunday in January, I have the pleasure to be with Chrissy, who is one of the founders of Sky Ting. Thank you, Chrissy, so much for being with me. Hi, nice to be with you again. I know the last time we recorded a podcast was in the sauna, if I'm not mistaken, of the Tribeca location of Skyting. Uh, we were looking for space and like it was impossible to find anywhere that wasn't echoey. And we ended up just like doing it in there. And I remember you ta- you guys talking about Katona and like your background. And it was kind of at the beginning of me knowing about Katona and all that. And I remember trying to like play along and I definitely had no idea what you guys were talking about at first. But it's so much, it's so funny how so much has changed. Um, and also just like the context. And now that you guys have transitioned so much over to Sky Team TV. And one thing I thought was really interesting was I remember talking to our dear friend Kate Posh and asking her, like, how's it going on Sky Team TV? And her mentioning to me that it was actually something that's been in the process for a long time and was even something in the process before COVID. Yeah, um, that's so funny. I remember that podcast recording so, so vividly with you. And that was like the first time I really got to sit down and meet with you. And now we're yeah. friends. That seems I so know. Well. Um, many a meetings in that sauna, uh, RIP. So since then, we um, when COVID happened, we had Skyting TV all ready to go. So basically... Um, if you're new to Skyting or don't know what I do, I own yoga studios in New York. And at one point I had three. So I had a Tribeca location, a Chinatown location and a Williamsburg location in Brooklyn. Um, and then after a while of opening up studios, I was like, okay, what's next for me? Am I going to keep opening up studios, which means like hiring a million people, training a million teachers and kind of not having that much control over the quality and the community and like the vibe of the studio and not knowing the students coming in, which is a really big deal for me. Um, So I was like, okay, let's take a chance instead of building more studios on this online sort of thing that we could do. And this was like 2018. So all of 2018, all of 2019, we were filming and kind of like dreaming up of what Skyting TV would be. And then we launched it in November 2019 with like 30 classes. And I think like at that point we had like 200 subscribers, just like our main core Skyting audience. Um, so that's what we we had. We had three studios and like this online sort of like back burner like thing that we were doing. And then quickly that changed in March 2020, our little side project, Skyting TV, became our only project in like literally a week. So we closed down all three of our studios when New York went into lockdown and like subscriptions just skyrocketed. And then we were like, oh, we really have to like pour our energy and attention into this online program. So we started adding live classes and other fun things. And now we have like 300 classes in the library and it's a huge community of people that get to join us from all over the world. So if you're in Paris, like JJ, you can 
join us for classes. It was kind of funny, I think, for most people who didn't know, I mean, or for most people who still don't know that Sky Team TV was something that was in the works. It was kind of like, how did they get that together so quickly? Like, that's so amazing. Yeah, that I mean, that was our solution to like, keeping the quality really high and like doing what we love and not spreading our resources too thin, opening a million studios and perhaps like going into new markets like LA or even like Austin, which we were thinking about at the time. So um, yeah, I just had a ping to like kind of be more simple with the business model instead of like you know, really trying to make it into like a soul cycle or something like that, where I'm a million brick and mortar studios. Um, and I'm so glad that I had that intuition um, because we were totally prepared for what happened in a way, which I'm just like, thank you, God, for that, because we would have just closed our studios and really been figuring it out, like in the moment of the pandemic, where we had this like two year lead time to figure it out beforehand. That's for sure. And I think especially as well, like Sky Team TV is done in such a in such a way that it's so it's so well done. Like you can tell that it it does take a lot of more than a lot of time and effort with the voiceover. And I mean, there's obviously classes that are more freestyle, but now you guys I see have also opened up other options. Like there's really now, now even like with the pandemic kind of changing and us learning to live with it, there's kind of something for everyone because there's also been so many people I feel like who have been so scared to go back to the studio. Totally. And what we've seen is like a lot of people who were intimidated to come to the in-studio classes at SkyTing are now joining us for online classes because they can do yoga in the comfort of their own home, like in their underwear and not feel self-conscious around other people or, um, and it's just like a nice way to practice. Like you don't have to like rush out to a studio and like go on the train and try to get there on time. Like it's really kind of cool that we have an offering that really supports having a home practice, which to me is the goal. The goal is not to like get people addicted to coming to my in-studio yoga class because, you know, that's temporary. I'm not going to be teaching until I'm like a hundred years old in person. Um, So it really is to give people the tools for wellness so that they can um, be self-sufficient and have the power of their own health, which is to me like, such a cool thing that we're doing with SkyTing TV. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like that brings out two things for me. Like number one, I feel like I can understand why certain people would maybe feel intimidated in that like it is a really like personal experience. Like you go into class and like that's something I think I love about it is like is also goes back to what you said at the beginning. Like you really do know who walks in the room. And if it's somebody that you don't know, you're going to talk to them in class and make them feel comfortable. But sometimes that works inversely for people and it makes them kind of scared and like they need to jump out of their comfort zone. And so I think that, yeah, it really does give people the opportunity to do yoga in the way that suits them the best. And also those who are maybe just starting. Right. They, they have a few classes under their belts. They know what down dog is. They know some of the poses. So they're not coming into the class in person around other people and feeling like, everybody's speaking French and they don't know the language, you know? Exactly. And I also feel like um, I can see 
um, even as somebody who feels completely comfortable and loves going to skyting, almost the apprehension that some people might have in that it get, it's a very cool vibe. It's a very cool environment that is totally open to anybody. But somebody that maybe doesn't feel cool might feel like, I mean, obviously you guys aren't trying to say like, we're cool people, this is a cool studio. But I feel like people might feel that way and they realize via SkyTeam TV and via like just kind of even virtually meeting you guys that they never would have to feel that way by stepping into the room. Totally. Yeah. It's like exactly how I feel when I go into like a boxing class or like anything like that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the worst one in the room. I have no idea what I'm doing. Everybody else is so good. Um, So yeah, doing classes at home really helps to prepare you for when you're ready to go to an in-person class. And also just like, it's a way more chill environment. Even though Sky Ting, we like to um, be as like accessible as possible. You know, we like to goof around and play fun music and we take out a lot of the like barriers of coming into a yoga class. We're not doing like crazy arm balances or handstands and we don't really care about like stuff like that. We're really just about like health, having fun and creating an environment of joy and, um, longevity for your body. So our method's very practical, but um, it's, it takes a while to understand that we're all just here to like have fun and feel better in our bodies. Cause when you go into a new situation anywhere, it can be intimidating if you don't know, like, what is the philosophy? Who are these people? Like, what is, what's going on here? Absolutely. And also, I mean, during this period, there's were so many changes for so many people, but you know, this sauna room, as you said, RAP, a lot of things did change for SkyTing as well in a different way. And how did you guys move through those things? And I, I mean, it was a really tough time for anybody. And I mean, obviously, yoga helps a lot. But can you maybe tell us a little bit of a, a little bit about this time that was, you know, quite transitional for SkyTing? Yeah, I mean, we had no idea what was going on. I think nobody did. And we were just kind of rolling with what life was throwing at us. So Um, we, there was something in New York that let us out of our leases if we gave them up before like September, 2020 because of COVID. So we were like, okay, let's just like downsize right now. Let's keep one studio. Let's focus all of our attention on this online business. And then like when the world opens up again, let's revisit having more studio locations, So that's what we did. We kept our Chinatown studio, which is our smallest studio, but has the most light. So it's best for filming. And we kept it as kind of like a filming studio, an office and a storage unit. And we didn't have any in-person classes going for a year and some months. Um, So we were totally closed for anything in person and really focusing on the online offering, making sure that we had live classes and pre-recorded classes and just like a really substantial library of all levels and durations and styles. Um, so we really built that up and had time to like clean up the website. Um, and then once June came around, June 2021, we were like, okay, seems like, you know, vaccines are rolling out and people are more comfortable coming to in-person things. So we reopened the Chinatown studio for classes um, with a very limited schedule and very limited amount of mats in the room. So you're not like 
we used to fit like 60 people in that tiny room. Now we're fitting like 25. So everybody has space around them and feels more comfortable. Um, and that's kind of where we are today. And it's January 2022. Um, and we're just like kind of doing the same thing, which I'm happy I didn't open up another studio this year because New York is like kind of going into some sort of like, you know, recession again with like going to in-person things. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, to be perfectly honest, right before this um, podcast, I was out buying like auto tests because I feel like everyone and their mother knows somebody who like got it and you don't know whether you have it, even if you have like a million antibodies or not. And it's, I feel like we're transitioning to this point where it's like, okay, we li- we're living with it, but it still is a pain in the butt. And I'm sure it's a total pain <laughs> in the butt also to have to deal with it in like terms of like other people and people who come into the studio and like not being totally paranoid, but also having to be safe and not judging people's decisions about what they do with COVID, but also needing to make it be an environment where everyone feels comfortable. Totally. Yeah. We've, we've gone through many like rendition of what our rules are at Sky Tang. Right now we're wearing masks. We're separating the mats. We have like a very limited schedule and very limited like space in the room still. Um, and we do contact tracing too. So if anyone was sick, they could write in like whatever, but um, yeah, I had COVID. Most of my teachers right now have had COVID already and a lot of students. So I feel like the people coming into in-person are like people who are, you know, not traveling, seeing their families and just like already have the antibodies and are kind of cool with the risk that they take coming into an in-person like workout class. Yeah, same. I actually got COVID with while vaccinated uh, right before coming to New York. I mean, not right before coming to New York, like a month before it. And it sucks. Like even, I don't know, I still had symptoms. It was not fun, but I've kind of now realized like, okay, I know what it is and I can only do my best. Totally. And like, that's kind of good timing. I also had COVID around like November and then I was like, I'm so glad I had it because then I felt more comfortable going home to my family in Indiana and seeing everybody. Um, I was like, I think I'm good for another month. I'm not going to get COVID again for another few months at least. I, I felt the same way. Like we, my dad literally came the week after I had got COVID and like, I was definitely uh, negative at that point. And I was like, you're totally fine. Like I felt totally fine with him coming COVID life. You've also become an Upper East Side girl. <laughs> I love it's so funny because I feel like it suits you so. <laughs> I love it up here. I've lived downtown all, almost all of my New York career and it's just like a totally different experience of living in New York. I made this switch last May and I thought maybe I would be unhappy up here because all my friends are downtown, but honestly I could not be happier. I have like the apartment of my dreams. I'm right on the park and now I go to work downtown and I do, you know, maybe I'll do dinner or something with my friends downtown. And when I come back uptown, it feels like, I'm going to my country house or something, but it's only like 30 minutes away. Yeah, I I totally hear you because my mom um, literally lives like I think like probably two blocks away from you. And it's funny, it kind of it really feels like going home when you go like I, I don't know that you feel like that when you get back to your apartment, it feels like I'm home now. Yeah, totally. It's quiet. It's clean. I love it. 
I'm like here with all the grannies and I'm like, here's my community. I love you guys. I know. Right. It's so it's hilarious. Like you walk down park Madison Avenue and you see like, you know, the cute grannies, the too much plastic surgery people. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All the dogs, the fashion dogs, the dogs, the dogs that look like their parents, like their dog <laughs> parents. Do you don't have a dog? Do you? Um, no, I'm dying to get a dog. It's like a point of contention between me and my boyfriend, who's not a, you know, fan of having a pet in New York City, which I get, but I want a dog. I have so many friends and students and teachers who also like would like to have a dog, but not their own. So I'm like, I have so many people who could dog sit if I go to out of town. I travel quite a bit. So that's what's been the hold up, but I am such an animal lover and I'm just like dying to get my own dog. I totally, totally understand. I mean, I, we have cats. I always grew up with cats, but my, but we're kind of like, I don't want it to become a zoo because I'm like, we already have two cats. And I'm like, if we got a dog, that would be kind of nuts. I mean, I think kind of going back to the yoga thing, I think there's been a big, like, at least amongst yoga teachers that I've spoken to that I respect a lot. I think COVID also has really given people the chance to kind of take a step back especially yoga teachers and I know you touched on that before and saying in saying how like people don't feel like they need to rely on you for their mental health to like go to their class and make sure that they feel good for that and um, I feel like it's been a really really good moment for people also to yeah have their own practice and it's been a it's probably been a quite an interesting period as well because you know this space was taken away from so many people um, which was maybe a good thing for some and probably really kind of very strange for others. Totally. Yeah. So I think I I definitely, that was my main concern when all of this was happening. I had a ton of teachers to take care of. I think when we went into lockdown, I had something like 70 teachers on the roster and teachers are um, contractors. So they're freelance teachers, which means that Maybe they'll teach two classes at SkyTing and two classes somewhere else. And then they'll teach a bunch of private lessons and maybe do their own retreats and stuff. Um, So I did my best to try to support the teachers that really relied on SkyTing as their main source of income. So the teachers who had tons of classes on the schedule, um, Kate being one of them. Um, and just giving them opportunities to record with us. So now they're getting a bigger check to come in for less time. They'll come in and get a day rate to film SkyTing TV classes with us. And then we have these ongoing live classes, which is, again, like a bigger check than what they were getting at the studio. And then when we reopened our Chinatown location, now that we have our online subscription stuff running. And that's kind of like the bread and butter of our business. Now the in-person stuff can be more for fun and to like support our teachers and build a community. So we're not really doing in-person classes for profit. Sometimes we even like lose money on those classes because we're paying our teachers pretty much double what we paid them before the pandemic to come in because we know they have like less options to teach with us. Um, So yeah, I mean, everyone's had to figure out a secret sauce that works for them. And being freelance, people had to get creative. So a lot of our teachers are doing their own Zoom classes with their own communities. A lot of them are doing more like trainings and 
online things of their own or stuff with us. But yeah, it's definitely been a shift for everyone. I can imagine. And I mean, I want to also just say, you know, a big congratulations to Sky Team. Like you guys are killing it and have been. And you must be so proud of yourself. Like, I mean, it's so amazing what an impact Sky Team has made on the yoga community, not just in New York, but really everywhere. Like, I don't know, for me, I feel like everyone knows Sky Ting and loves it. And it's such a special place. So many people feel so comfortable there. And I mean, even to say like you had 70 teachers that you're on your roster, like that's insane. Even if they weren't like, who cares if they were your employees or not? Like that's something. Yeah. I mean, it's a big thing we've created and I really always try to um, mention and podcasts and interviews that I do that. I had a really good mentor that helped me set up Skyting from the beginning, um, Naveen Mashan, who's the founder of Katona Yoga. Um, and she has a studio up in Bedford, New York. So if anyone's ever in Bedford, definitely find her, find her studio. And they have a bunch of online things too, Katona Yoga Center. Um, but yeah, I mean, she. it's amazing to have someone to look up to. And I saw Naveen create this community in New York when she had a studio in New York. And then when she closed, I was like ready to start my own studio. So I took a lot of her teachers that, you know, didn't have a home anymore. And I took a lot of her like um, methodology and philosophy with how she ran her studio, which was really to support the teachers first And then like students really love coming to classes where they know that the teachers are well taken care of because the last thing you want to do is like go to a studio where the teacher's like kind of half present and like just doing it as a job. But I feel like we did a good job of creating a real family with Skyting where teachers come in and they're like having fun while they're working and like getting paid for it. So um yeah, we created something really special. And I'm just so glad that the online thing worked for us. And I don't have three studios now to worry about, like, trying to make our rent during this time where attendance is low. Um, so I couldn't be more happy. But it's, it's funny, because you could flip it and say, Oh, you know, woe is me, I had to close two studios. And I lost a bunch of community members, you know, stuff like that. So I I flipped it to the positive and I'm just like in this place of feeling so unbelievably grateful for what we created and the opportunity to continue what we're doing. It's so true because you actually, it's, it's, it's such an easy flip. I mean, even others could say like, Oh my God, I hope that they're doing okay. I mean, they had to close two studios, right? but then it's also the side of like, yeah, but have you seen Sky Team TV? And it's really interesting. I was actually talking to um, a teacher friend of mine over here who kind of a, a similar, in a similar way needed to shift her priorities as a teacher. And we're talking and she was saying like, this year, I want to take the year off. And at first, I was like, hmm, year off, what does she mean by that? Because the studio thing was already out the window. And right. and she was like, no, I just I want to do things for people. And I don't want to have to deal with like plumbing issues. Like I want to actually just help people. And like, yeah. it's it's really interesting. And so kind of like, awesome to see this shift. 
Yeah. I mean, I couldn't be more happy that we closed down two studios. I was literally waking up every morning to some sort of fire to put out at one of them. Like, oh, the, you know, the heat won't turn on or, oh, a front desk person's sick and we, you know, whatever. So there were just more people, more problems kind of thing and more landlords, more problems for sure. Um, so, I've really gotten to get back to my own practice in a way and doing what I love, which is teaching. Um, and I even like started seeing private clients again, which I haven't been doing the past three years because I've just been so busy running my business. Um, but yeah, it feels good. It feels really good to focus on like teaching classes for SkyTing TV, teaching my one in-person class at Chinatown and then having time to see like people one-on-one, which is um, such a treat for me. Yeah, I'm sure. And I feel like also um, as someone who has their own business, like I, it must be so nice to kind of really finally be able to just delegate certain things. And then, like you said, take time for yourself. Like, okay, I know everything's being handled right now. And I can do me and from an outsider. I mean, I know you, but I'm not in New York all the time. So I don't like know your daily life by heart, but it does seem like even with such a big, you know, big, a big business, Sky King's a big business that you really do carve out time for, for yourself and for your personal life. Totally. I, I like got a boyfriend in the pandemic and I, I really feel like, if he and I had our old lives, it would have never worked out. He was traveling. I was traveling. So I really got to like focus on my personal life. I really got to like, I bought a house in Indiana, which is where I'm from. I got to spend a lot of time with my family. I used to like leave New York city and feel guilty because I, I like had to, you know, one of us had to be there, Chloe or me, to run the ship. Now we're both kind of free to do what we want and travel and not feel so anchored to New York, which is kind of the goal for us. You know, we're not to like be in board meetings all the time and be anchored to one place. We really set up a business to have a good life and not to like make a ton of money. (laughs) Even though the money comes and it's great and like, I want to build the business more, but it's definitely not the goal. And that's not the goal of a yoga practice either. It's not to get good at yoga or do a handstand. It's really to have a better life outside of yoga. So anything else that you do is, you know, filled with a little more consciousness and joy. Yeah, for sure. It really makes me think of something um, that Kyle actually said in a podcast once. And I forgot why we were talking about this, but she said, like, I'm the first person to say, like, if you're feeling bad, to throw some money on it and buy yourself a handbag. (laughs) But it's only going to help that much. And your real happiness is what matters. And, um, and it's, it's, it's so true. And, um, and so I'm 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 really really glad that you you met an awesome boyfriend during the pandemic and that the timing worked out and that you know t- I mean timing is really everything it's so crazy it's so crazy to think that I remember even like you know when we first met for the first time and we did that podcast I barely knew who you guys were and now I love you guys so much and I'm good like the first thing I do when I go to New York is go to a skyting class and I'm so happy that you guys have classes in person 
Totally. And we love when you come to town. So fun for us. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm just like here. It's it's funny because I have to really keep myself with that idea in mind when I'm like building and like dreaming up what skydiving is because so many opportunities come to you where they're almost like distractions. Like, you know, realtors coming to you like, oh, here's a space that'd be perfect for skydiving or like, you know, investors. And they're like, let's blow this up. And I'm like, okay, but how do I want to spend my time? And what is actually best for my like students and teachers? And um, so I kind of have a good head on my shoulders in that way. But, you know, it also, my life could have gone a very different way. I could have had like, you know, a hundred locations by now. Um, But it's just what I chose with a a little bit of awareness of myself. Like, I don't like to spend my time on my computer in board meetings and like trying to raise money. I think one question I have to finish that um, it's not something we have really talked about, but it's obviously goes hand in hand with it because, you know, Chloe is also a founder of SkyTang. And I think um, in business relation, business relationships are so hard, especially because you guys also seem to have a really great personal relationship. And for anybody that's, you know, like, what is your guys key to success? People always talk about it for couples, relationships. Like, how do you guys keep it together? I mean, I'm sure that COVID was so challenging, even though there were so many great things. Yeah, I mean, and Chloe and I quarantined together in Montauk. So it was like, we spent every moment together during lockdown and our relationship has definitely evolved and shifted and changed so many times over the course of the six years we've been working together. It's very spacious right now. She's in LA and taking a break and like, you know, that's great. Um, I think what's been really helpful for us to remain friends and business partners is we both do our own practice. We both have the same mentor. We have the same value sets and we both do our own therapy and work on ourselves so that we're coming to each other really as our highest selves um, most of the time. And then when we're not, one of us can like point out like, hey, here's something you're not seeing or like, let's think of it this way. Let's reframe. Let's zoom out. Think big picture. Um, So yeah, I'm just so grateful. I have a partner that also does this practice and this work because um, it's really hard. It's hard to have any relationship. Like relationships are really challenging, um, whether they're really business or personal. Yeah. It's almost like if, if a relationship's too easy, it's like, is everything okay? Um, <laughs> all relationships are, are, are really, really hard. And um, no, I think that that's, it's, it's, it's so cool um, that you, it, and I think that's a very good point. Like you guys have a very similar value set and it kind of even goes back to like, you know, relationships, like, you know, with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it's like, you kind of have to have the same values and the same ideas in life for it to work or else it's just going to kind of be a bit of a shit show now. Yeah, totally. And like, we've worked through really hard stuff together and like, we're still respect each other. And um you know, can see what other, what each other needs and wants. And um, it's just really cool to have someone that's like willing to do the work to like maintain 
what we have, you know, not just like do the easy route, which is like, okay, let's, let's separate. Like we really like stuck it through. Yeah. I guess my, that my last question um, would be like, you know, it's definitely, I read this thing um, on Instagram the other day and it was talking about how so many of us choose, like not choose, but it's so hard to actually be happy and like actually like when life is going well to actually just be like oh things are good like I'm happy and I see you as a really happy-go-lucky person and like that doesn't mean that life is always super easy and that you don't have your bad days but how do you what is your key to keeping a positive attitude um in general in life because obviously anyone could on the outside could say like oh yeah but like Chrissy, she has sky ting and, you know, she lives in the Upper East right. Side and this, that, and the other. But, like, life's hard. Life is so hard. Yeah. And I struggle. And, I mean, I, I feel so lucky to have the life that I have and the mind that I have. But I really work on it. Like, I work to be happy. And I think um, I was just talking, actually, to Kyle about this last night on the phone. We were talking about one of our friends that is just, like, always, like, has a mindset that like um, is like kind of self-sabotaging. And I'm like, I feel like it's a momentum thing. Like if you're always positive, like you kind of, it's just like a momentum where you continue to be that way. And if you like get into a rut of like negativity and spiral, like it just kind of builds momentum in that way. So like, as soon as I find myself in a moment of like, you know, depression or like anger or whatever, like I feel my feelings and then I'm like, okay, how do I like quickly bounce back? Naveen always says like the sign of good health is not that you don't get sick. It's how quickly do you recover? Like Mm. you go through a breakup. It's like, okay, take two months to feel depressed and heartbroken and sad, but then like move on with your life. If you're still like, 10 years later, like dying over this guy or girl or whoever, like that's not healthy. So it's really my, I guess it's my first nature to have a quick rebound effect. Like I've always been like that since I was little, I've just bounced back quickly from um, hard times. Um, And I think that's been kind of my key. So I'm, I don't stay stuck in an emotion that doesn't serve me. I love that. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Chrissy. I'm really excited for the next time I come to New York, because this time we definitely have to get a coffee at San Ambrose and walk around. Yeah, let's go to the park. We can cruise. And I'm due for a Paris trip. I'm dying to get back to Europe. It's been such a crazy two years, but I'll find you there, hopefully, in the summer. Oh, my God. Yes. I I can totally see you, like, all of a sudden with, like, a little beret with a baguette, like, walking up (laughs) with a little, like, Marinier t-shirt and being like, hey. My little Um, Emily and Paris moment. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. And, yeah, see you soon, girl. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you.